Aren't you glad that Jesus is that prison-shaking Savior? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Let's wait just a minute here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we worship you, we honor you. We magnify your name. We thank you for this worship. We thank you that we've been able to praise you and to honor your presence and to sing about your goodness and your glorious works unto your children. Father, right now, we know that you are that prison-shaking Savior. And so we uh, just pray for those who are either in this service uh, physically or uh, through some form of media, Lord. Uh, we, we ask that you would touch each person. And if there's any prison cell, if there's any door that is shut, is if there's anything that is keeping them from your glorious works, from your very best, let it be revealed. And let us just offer up the sacrifice of praise. Help us to be able to keep proper perspective and honor you. And let every cell door come open. Let there be complete liberty and freedom in every person's life. And Lord, I know that there's people here just like me that have family and friends. And we love them, but we can't love them as much as you love them. And they're in different prisons tonight. Lord, let those prison doors be shaken open. Let the foundation be revealed that there's nothing uh, that isn't on the solid rock but sand, sifting sand, and let the sand be revealed for what it is and let the rock of Jesus Christ be manifest in every person's life. Oh, we ask you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, you pray with me now. I don't want to miss the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, as a group of believers, we come together right now. Lord, I don't want to just do the easy route. I want to do what you would have done. That's what everyone's goal, desire here is. As Sister Sharon said, we want to go in power. We want to go in a true heart, and we want to tread lightly in the things of God. Hallelujah. Lord, lead us and guide us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Okay. Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Victoria. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, when... They were leading us in worship. I heard three words, and I come up here and I wrote them down because I didn't want to. I didn't want to forget them because I didn't know if we, if it was something for in the future or now. But I think maybe we need to address it now. So, uh, put that out of the way. John chapter one, uh, verse number one. John chapter one, verse number one. If you're there, say Amen. You know these very familiar verses of Scripture. But in the beginning was the Word. You notice capital letters, Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now think about uh, the Word and how it brought forth a work and that work revealed the will. So remember those three words. Uh, 
let's reverse them all. Let's put will, uh, word, and work. Now hold that in your heart and let's drop down uh, to verse number 12. John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, received Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons, the children of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and Truth, full of grace and truth. Sister Victoria, would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you, Sister Victoria. Thank you for honoring the word. Uh, I appreciate the worship team so much. Uh, they uh, they took us to a place to get us into God's perfect will tonight. You know, God uh, He has a uh, He has an acceptable will. He has a good will, but we want to be in His perfect will. Amen. And, and so we push through some things. And uh, Jesus wants us to to be in a place in a position that uh, that we see Him as that uh, Savior who shakes everything that's not. Uh, of Him that's not on that rock. Amen? And so tonight, I want us to, to, to think about those three words and and notice as, as we read this particular verses of Scripture that the Lord laid on our heart, uh, we see God's Word uh, which uh, reveals His will. And when His will is revealed, it always brings forth His work. Amen? And so... Uh, uh, let, let's hold that into our heart tonight. And I want you to know that the Spirit of God, that He wants to, uh, from the very beginning, uh, from the foundation of the world, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was slain for you, right? For me. And so from the very beginning, God had a plan of salvation for you. He had a plan of strength. He had a, a plan of success for your life and my life, for whosoever will. And, and so if we want to get into the place where we Understand that we are a work of God. Uh, we have to take in uh, the, the very Word of God, which will bring that will that He has for our life that will minister it more than just to ourselves. Like Brother Corey says all the time, you know, we're not uh, an island. You and I, we are, we are made to be a, a, a continent of touching around the world. We're, we're made to touch each other. We're made to let the Spirit of God use us. And so, notice what, it, what the Word said there. It said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus, uh, He came to this earth to bring a revelation of God's very Word to man. He was that Word. And as He brought the revelation of the Word, it revealed how God wanted to bring his will into the world's life. And his will was, he's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And the only way someone can come to repentance, they've got to know that there's something better, something different from where they're at. And so uh, whether I'm in a, uh, a prison cell of sin or I'm in a prison cell of deceit, whether I'm in a prison cell of defeat 
or whether I'm in a prison cell uh, of just confusion in my life, God has a word for me. And He put it from the very foundation of the world to show that God wants to do a work in my life and through my life. Say, God wants to work in me. The, the Bible says it's His good pleasure to work in His people. Can you imagine that tonight? It pleases God when you and I simply take Him at His word and we trust Him and we say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. What do you desire? What are you wanting to do in my life and through my life? And so think about Jesus. The Bible says that uh, in the book of Philippians, the epistle of, uh, to the church at Philippi, that Jesus himself did not think it robbery. Let, let, let's hold, hold your thought here and let's, let's just go and read that in, in the book of Philippians. Uh, I believe it's, is it chapter 2? In Philippians chapter 2, uh, says, start in verse number, number 5. Let this mind, or this mindset, be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. Verse number 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse number 7. Uh, but he made of himself no reputation, and he took upon the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of of men. So uh, it says here that he made of himself no reputation. So I want you to see he's fully God, but yet he knew the will of the Father. The will of the Father was that at the fall of uh, of Adam and Eve in the garden, that they had to be a savior. They had to be somebody that would shake the, the prison cell of sin and bring people out because that sin is separation from God and separation from God is Death, right? So there had to be something to, to change. And so God uh, looked at Jesus, and Jesus looked at the Father, and He saw His heart. And, 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 he, and He knew that He was the Word that could bring the will of God, and the will of God was to work the work of salvation. Amen? And, and so as He touched uh, uh, the Father's heart string, He come and He emptied Himself out. He made of Himself no reputation. This is a Greek word... Uh, it's akin to kenosis. It's kenoo, I believe it is. But it, it means to empty out completely. So what Jesus did, He laid down all of His Godhead glory. And He was born of, by the Holy Spirit and Mary. He was, he was born uh, in this flesh body. Uh, and He walked as you and I walked where He could shake some prison shells. He, he wanted to open up some doors. He wanted to, to bring people out of uh, of the stronghold of the enemy. He wanted people to know that God was wanting to be with them and work with them. And so, in the beginning was that word. God was not caught off guard. Don't that excite you tonight? I, I mean, nothing that the devil could do. Because the Bible said from the foundation, the founding of the, of the very earth age... God knew that there was going to be a need of a Savior. So there's nothing the devil is working in your life, in my life, in our community, working around the world tonight, that our God hasn't have a contingency plan. And that plan starts with Jesus Christ and ends with Jesus Christ. Amen? That's your confidence. That's my confidence tonight. And so I want us to be in the place and the position where if I 
uh, am willing, and I am, and you are, to hear the Word, we're going to have that Word working in our life. And that, that work is bringing heaven to earth. It's, it, it's bringing an understanding uh, of the will of the Father. And so Jesus said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show my children that they can serve the Father in power just like they are. See, Jesus said, I'm going to come, I'm going to put on that that same tabernacle of flesh that that Paul wrote about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know, you and I, we're we're desirous. We're willing to what? To be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's our desire. But now, because we're at home in this tabernacle, this flesh body, you and I, we've got something to do. And what is that to do? To bring uh, the the Word to people. To to bring that Word that will bring a work out of our life and bring the will of God to people. And that's what Jesus did. He said, listen, I'm going to put on this flesh and I'm going to show you how to do it. So tonight, you and I, we can walk in the same power, right, Sister Sharon, that Jesus walked in because we have an anointing. We have an anointing that abides within us, an anointing that wants to bring Jesus uh, in and through our lives in power. Now, notice what it says, verse number 8. And being found in fashion as a man, this is Jesus now, the Son of God, think about it. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he become obedient Unto death, even the death of the cross. So, uh, he, he become obedient. He humbled himself. And this word obedient means that he made up his mind. He was going to listen attentively. And so, you and I, we have this assurance tonight that because there is a word that is going around us by the Spirit of God at all times, and that word puts us in a place and a position where we'll know the will of the Father and we can bring forth the work of the Father. Amen? Your life means something. My life means something. We're not just uh, slapping at the wind. Aren't you glad? I remember when I used to chase the wind. In other words, I was chasing whatever spirit was moving around me, trying to fill this empty, God-shaped hole in my heart, in my life. Nothing would ever fill it. Nothing would ever satisfy me. And I would, I was probably, I would probably end up in bankruptcy. If not someplace worse. Trying to buy satisfaction, trying to buy peace, trying to, to find the answer. But God said from the foundation of the world, He sent a Savior, He sent a, a, a Jesus. And somebody out there is listening right now, that, and you're looking for something, you're searching for something. And I want you to know that if uh, we as a body of believers can help you in any way, we're here to do that. Amen? Yeah. I'll do it, won't you? And and we want to be open and available to somebody who is looking for an answer because God has a word for you. And that word is that He loves you with an everlasting love. That He has a destiny for you. He has a place with your name on it at His table. Isn't that something tonight? God, from the foundation of the world, He had, had organized and made a way for you and I to be seated at His table. And so all we've got to do is hear this word and see that, uh, yes, it's a struggle seemingly in the flesh, but because Jesus overcome, you and I, we can overcome. Amen? And we need to help people get into that mindset. Okay, now... Uh, verse number nine. Wherefore God also has highly exalted Jesus, not just exalted, but highly. This, in the Greek, this means that He's placed Jesus at the highest place possible. Well, where's that? He's seated on the 
of the Father, right? The right hand of power. So he's in that place. The one who wants to come and live inside of you and I continually. I know he's living in us, but there's some tonight that's listening. They haven't accepted him yet, but they're going to. Amen. They're going to. The Spirit of God is knocking on their heart's door. And all they've got to do is what the Bible says. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be. Oh, glory. That's it. All you've got to say is, Lord, I believe in you. I, I accept that sacrifice. I, I, I believe that you're, you're touching and you're drawing me right now. And, and I call on you, not just as Jesus, but I call on you as Jesus is my Lord. And when you do that, when I do that, all of a sudden, something happens. Whether you feel anything or not, there is something happened. The Word of God comes alive in your heart. But notice this, Wherefore God has also highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name. Aren't you glad that Jesus, that His name is above anger? I say anger because I'm very familiar with anger. It's one of those spirits I used to have to struggle with and deal with continually because I, uh, when you're in a place where you can't make decisions uh, in truth and you're always making decisions as the enemy is dangling the little bait in front of you, come on now, it makes you angry. Because I make the wrong decision at the wrong time and I'm in the wrong place and God can't do in my life what He wanted to do. That's what used to happen to me continually over and over. And so if you're in a place tonight where uh, there is some kind of name, whether it's anger, whether it's disappointment, whether it's heartache, whatever it might be, I want you to know that the name of Jesus, that word, that word, the name above all other names is wanting to come into your heart and to minister to you. Amen? And and as a group of people, as a body of believers, as a church, if we can do anything to help you do that, we will work together and do that. Amen? He said that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now, we understand that there's a time frame for all the Word of God uh, that is uh, prophetic and is going to take place one day. But the Word is also for now. For now. So uh, you and I, we need to have the assurance that if we're dealing, if we're struggling with something, uh, if we have some type of addiction, if we have some type uh, of stronghold in our life, it doesn't matter what it is, that it's God's Word who is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It's God's Word that will bring that underneath His feet. And it'll give you victory. It'll give you success in that area instead of having to struggle. Amen? Amen. And, and so that, that, that's the Word. And the Word will bring a work in your life. The work of the cross. The, the, the work that caused the enemy to be defeated. And it'll cause the work of the cross not just to come into your life. It'll cause it to come out of your life, which will bring the will of God. That's what God wants. He wants us to go and touch. Uh, you, you and I, we, we don't need to be thinking about touching the million until we touch the one next to us. He wants us to be in the place where we're touching one on one. He sent them forth two by two where they could, boy, they could be in unity and they could work right in harmony with those who were close to them. You and I, we've got to be concerned about those who are in our proximity. Yes, we're concerned about all the way around the world and we pray and we do what we can do, but we've got to take care of our own. Come on, that's our responsibility first and foremost. And so there's people right now that's within our arm's reach. They need our prayer. 
They need us to be in a place where we can be available to them. And God's fixing to bring a, a relationship like never before. He's going to open up some doors to our local community and we're going to be able to uh, share the good things of God. Amen. We're going to have hands-on ministry. We're going to have personal one-on-one and we're going to have the confidence that God is going to do the work. Amen. Because it's His will and we have His Word to release. Amen. All right. Notice what it says in verse number 11. That every tongue should confess uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, the, the, the Word of the Lord uh, brings everything that's not in and of Jesus, it brings it into subjection. See, when I was living outside of the name of Jesus, outside of the Word of God, I was subject to all the spirits of this world. I was subject to every manipulation and every maneuver that the enemy would want to to bring in my life to keep me from having freedom, to keep me from enjoying uh, life uh, that God had gave. And so uh, now, because of the grace of God, because of the Word, the work and the will being ministered in our lives, you and I were in a place where we can see that to the glory of God, that we can confess the name of Jesus over those things and get victory. Come on now, this is powerful. This is what we need to see. We need to see uh, that in our own life, those things that the devil comes up, I don't know about you, uh, but the devil will come up and he'll whisper in my ear little things like, you're never going to change. Or you're never going to see uh, the, uh, this in a different light. You're never going to be able to, to have victory in this area. You're never going to be able to enjoy this thing of life. Or you're never going to be able to overcome. Those, that, that's not the word of Jesus. That, that's the word of the enemy. That's, that's a word of defeat to keep you and I inside the prison shell. Because if we're in that cell, we won't praise God. Not in the way God would have us to do. But if we're in the prison cell, but the prison cell's not in us, we'll praise God. That's what happened in Acts 16, right? They were in the prison cell, uh, Paul and Silas, but the prison cell wasn't in them. And so they were able to what? They were able to bring all the captive out. You remember that when they they sung uh, those praises in the earthquake came, which you know was a spiritual move of God, and all the doors were open. Remember the jailer come in and he called for a light. And when he called for the light, he was getting ready to kill himself because he thought he was going to be responsible because he thought all of those were going to be gone. But Paul said, do yourself no harm. We're all here. You and I, we've got to see that there's some people who are calling for a light because you're willing to praise God in your prison cell. You're willing to praise God in the things of life. In all of this, that's the will of God. That's, that's the Word of God. And that brings forth a work of God. What happened? The Philippian jailer, him and his whole household, they get saved, they get baptized, and then they minister to Paul and Silas, right? Come on. So that's what God wants. He wants us to be in a place where we're, we're in this complete circle. There's no gaps. Everything's being ministered to. So when we know God's Word, it'll always reveal the, the, the will and it'll bring the work out of our lives. Now, let's, let's look at something. Let's go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We just kind of touched on this just a little bit this morning. And now I understand a little bit more about it. Um, remember those three words as we as we turn to this eighth chapter. 
Now, notice in verse number one, we've preached on this many times. You've studied on it many times. You know it. But let, let the Lord lead you in the direction that he's taken us tonight. Uh, Matthew 8 and 1. And when he, Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Verse number two. And behold, there came a leper. And worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. So we see here, here's the prison cell uh, that, that this, this man is in. He's in this situation with leprosy. But he, he doesn't let that leprosy control his attitude. He doesn't let that leprosy uh, keep him in a place of hopelessness. And he comes to the Lord and he worships him. See, when you and I, when we worship the Lord, we're letting the devil know, you don't have control of my life. You don't have the final say of who I believe and who I trust, of what I can do and what I can't do, where I'm going and where I'm not going. I'm worshiping the one who has made me free. I'm worshiping the one who went and hung on a tree for me. Amen. I'm worshiping him. And so this is what this man does. And as he does that, he, he speaks a word out of his own mouth. And the word out of his own mouth is, Lord, I know what you can do. There's a lot of people right now to the sound of my voice. They know the story of Jesus. They know what He can do. But they're questioning, is it God's will? Will God do it for me? He done it for somebody else. I hear other people talk about it, but will He do it for me? And so it's up to you and I to be in a place like we are tonight, to hear the Word of God, and let that Word bring a revelation of God's will. Come on now, we've got to be in that place. And if we're in that place where we understand that uh, that it's God's will, there will be a work that will take place. Notice verse number 3. And Jesus put forth His hand, and He touched him. And I love this because from the Greek, this doesn't mean He just simply touched him. This, this word means He attached Himself to him. Now, immediately, that takes my mind, don't it, you, to, to John chapter 15, where Jesus said He was the vine, and we are the... And when we abide, when we're attached to Him, He said that we would not only bear fruit, but we would bear much fruit, and it would remain, amen? So the will of God was not for this man to live and die in his situation. The will of God was for him to be attached to Jesus, to the Word, where he would know the will of the Father, and then when he knowed the will of the Father, the work would come into his life. Tonight, there's people right now, I know that they're listening to us, they're in a place where they need to know it's God's will that they don't stay where they're at. That He wants to grab them by the hand, He wants to attach Himself to them, and lift them up out of their struggle, out of their problem, out of their heartache, and do a work in their life. Amen? I believe it, don't you? All right. And Jesus put forth His hand and touched him, and He said this. So, remember when Jesus talked, what did He say? He said, I only say what I hear. So, He's fixed to bring the Word from heaven. And if He brings a Word from heaven, we know it's the will from heaven, right? All right. And so when you've got the word and the will together, you're going to have a work that will be manifested. That's why the devil, he, he wants to keep these three things from coming together. But God is getting you and I in a place and a position of understanding how powerful this is where we can bring these th- three things together in people's lives. Uh, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was 
cleansed. Glory. Now let's think about that. Let's, let's think about the situation the, that the man was in and when he heard the words of Jesus. Now, you and I tonight, we've got to be in a place where uh, we say what the Lord says, but when we say what the Lord says, we've got to let that motivate us to do what Jesus did. And if we'll be in the place where the Word and the work is coming together, we have an assurance that God's will will be done. Amen? And so uh, I I want us to know that uh, we're not just... Uh, blindly walking along. We walk by faith and not by sight, but we're seeing by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4, Sister Victoria, I think it's verse 8, the last, is it the last verse, verse 18. You and I, we're seeing the, what's really to be seen, amen? While we look not upon the things which are seen, you know, we all see the natural, right? But we're looking at the things which are not seen. We're seeing the, 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 the spiritual, the eternal. But of the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So you and I tonight, we're looking by the Word of God into the will of God to bring His work, to make it manifest. And so we need to look past where people are. See, this, this leper, people looked at him and he had to shout unclean and they, they had to stay apart and away from him. But Jesus, he makes it possible for you and I to come into situations and circumstances and show people that God wants to touch. He wants to attach. God, he's not afraid. He's not in fear. He's in a place where he can take the impossible and make it possible. Amen. And so I want us to get that in our heart, get that in our spirit. All right. Now, uh, drop on down and let's see the word and the will bringing the work on out. Drop down to verse number five. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, uh, remember Capernaum means village of comfort. You know, and that's where we're at. We're, we see the Laodicean church age right now. Uh, we're... Uh, we've kind of grown stale. We've kind of grown cold, comfortable in, in in our salvation. And you and I, we need to we need to shake ourselves. We need to stand up and and recognize that we've got to be that Philadelphia church, that church of brotherly love. We've got to be that Smyrna church, which was the great fig church, amen. That could bring forth the truth of the last days. All right. And he entered into Capernaum, and he came, and there came unto him a centurion beseeching him saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, and he is grievously, excessively tormented. He's being tortured. So uh, this centurion, he's over a hundred men, and, and as you know the story very well, he knows all about authority. He knows about words. When words are spoken, people what? They fall in line. And so he comes to the one who can speak the greatest word that's ever needed to be spoken. And that word is that God has a will and a plan. He has a word above uh, whatever the enemy's trying to work in somebody's life. And and notice this. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home. He, he calls, he recognizes who Jesus is. Now notice what Jesus says then in verse number 7. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. So the word comes out of Jesus' mouth. The, the word is, hey, I'm coming to where the need is. 
So tonight, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, if you've got a need in your life, that Jesus the Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, He wants to come to where your need is. Amen? That's His will. And so He speaks the Word, and the Word reveals His will. And that uh, Word and will is coming together, and it's fixing to bring forth a work. A work. How powerful our God is. Amen? The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But he said, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. So you and I, we've got to be in the place that we do understand what Jesus said. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, uh, about what is it, verse 21 or something starting there. He said, have faith in God. But from the Greek, from the, it says, have the God kind of faith. Which was, what's the God kind of faith? The God kind of faith is God spoke and He created what He wanted, right? And so Jesus, He told us in that uh, uh, 23rd verse, and you know, you and I, uh, as we have the God kind of faith, we've got to learn how to speak to some things. And so here this centurion, this man over a hundred men, he knew how he controlled their lives. He controlled these hundred men's lives by what he said. Brother Duckett could help us so much by being in the military all these years. He knows about authority. You, you know about when people speak, you jump. And you do what what they tell you to do because you understand authority. And so that's the way this this military man here was, this centurion. He knew about authority. And so he come to Jesus and he said, I just want you to speak the word. I, I know if your word is spoken, then I'll understand your will. And your will will produce the work that I'm looking for. What's he looking for? He's looking for somebody that he loves. Even though he's his, his servant, he loves him. Because he made an effort to come to Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, and I will come and heal him. Uh, and the, the centurion said in verse 8, Speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. Verse number 9, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Verse number 10, When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to them that followed, uh, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And that's something. So this morning, you know, we, 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 we touched a little bit about faith and about uh, how you can do more than you ever dreamed possible with the measure of faith that God gave you. And like Sister Sharon said uh, to me about if you distrust and and, and uh, Sister Dawn has been, that's the word to me by the Spirit of God from her as well. I just have to trust the Lord. You know, we trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. And all our past acknowledge Him. That's what we've got to do. Uh, he's got a work and, 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 a, and a will for us to do. But I've got to trust in His word for that to be revealed in my life. And so Jesus, He acknowledged this centurion here. And... Uh, Drop down to verse 13 for sake of time. And Jesus said unto the centurion. So here's his word. Here's his word to the man. Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so shall it be done unto thee. And the servant was healed in the very self-same hour. So uh, right here we have, a, uh, have all three of these words coming together in action. And as they come together in action, the, 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 the centurion got what he wanted, but the, the, the servant, he really got what he wanted. Amen? So my point is, there was a relationship here 
by uh, the centurion and his servant. And that relationship gave him a place and a position of authority to be able to bring Jesus into his life. And so I know that there's many here uh, like me that are believing uh, for our lost loved ones and our lost family members and uh, friends and, and, and co-workers and all this stuff for them to have a relationship with Jesus. Well, because they have a relationship with you and you've got a relationship with God the Father through Jesus by the Spirit, there is an avenue there. And, and, and so uh, th- this man, he brings his servant to Jesus and we find the wheel after Jesus spoke the word. And when we found the will, because Jesus spoke the word, the work of healing was ministered in his life. And so tonight, you and I, we need to stand strong on those that we've been praying for, those that we've been believing for, and know that God hadn't changed his mind. He's not a man that he should repent. Come on, he doesn't have to repent. And and, and so he has a a heart, and his heart is that he wants to seek and to save that which was lost, right? Luke 19.10. And so tonight, you and I, I believe that he's wanting us uh, to just to praise him in the things that we've done prayed about. Every one of us here, we've prayed the prayer of faith uh, for certain people in certain situations. Uh, we don't need to go back and redo that because we prayed the prayer of faith, right? What we need to do is come back like uh, Brother Corey and Brother Justin was leading us in. We need to worship the Lord and say, Lord, I believe that you've heard me. Because the Bible says, let's go to John 15, John uh, 14, John 14, just for a second. John 14, verse number 13. John 14, verse number 13. Out of the mouth of Jesus, notice this red letter. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will, come on, here's the will, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14. If you shall ask anything in my name. Now, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the Word. All right, so we're seeing the Word and the will, right? And so when you see the Word and the will and you see them come together, you're getting ready to see the work. Come on now. He said, if you ask anything in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. There's the work. There's the work. And so many of us in here tonight and many of the sound of our voice, they have, have prayed the prayer of faith for certain people. And so we need to just stand on what we've prayed. We need to say, Lord, I haven't seen that manifest yet, but I know that I prayed your word. I know that I took it to, to the very throne room, that I laid it on the altar. I know that, that my tears have been bottled up. And, and I, I just asked you, let this be the season where the, the holy angels take those bottles of tears and they pour it on that person. They pour it on that situation. They pour it on that circumstance. And let this be the moment. But if not, I'm going to keep praising you until that uh, very prison cell, till that door is opened. Amen. I'm going to praise you because that's not going to control how I feel about you. It's not going to control uh, whether I can worship you or not. Because I'm going to worship you and I'm going to honor you and I'm going to magnify your name until 
it happens. Not because it happened. See, a lot of people only worship God because He done something. But we worship God because of who He is. Amen? He's our all in all. He's our everything. Now, go to the 15th chapter in closing. John chapter 15, verse number 12. John 15, 12. Jesus said, this is my commandment. Now, a commandment is His Word, right? So, His, his, his Word is fixing to reveal His will. And when His Word and His will come together, you're going to have a work that's going to be manifested. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as, just as much, according to, as I've loved you. Now, don't get mad at me. But He said, I want you to love just as much according to as I've loved you. Now, would you pray a little prayer of repentance with me tonight? Because I don't think any one of us, any one of us in here has accepted the love of God in the degree that Jesus has for us. Come on, because we say, God, I know you love me, but I've done this. I said that. See, we're, we're putting a limitation on how He loves us. We're saying because of what we do or don't do, what we say or we don't say determines how much He loves us. Why is that important? Because that means then I'm going to love those in my world the same way. And if I love them that way, I'm going to place an expectancy on their life. And if that expectancy is not met, I'm not going to be able to minister to them the way God would have me to. I'm not going to be able to receive them the way the Lord would have me to because I'm going to receive them according to feelings rather than faith. So I repent in the name of Jesus. Come on. I repent in the name of Jesus and I decree I love as Jesus loves me. See, He loves us in a pure way. In the depth of God. Amen? Alright. Now notice this. He said, I'm going to show you the very work. Verse 13. Because he had the word in the will. Here's the work. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now mark this down. Look at verse 14. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. So he wants you to know that... He laid down His life for you. And so, by Him laying down His life for you, He's calling you His friend. Jesus the Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word is that you are Jesus' friend because He first chose you. Amen? And so, here we, we, we see the work. We see the... Because first we see the Word in the will. So tonight the will of the Father is that people come to Jesus just the way they are. 
They come to Him in their struggle, in their disappointment, in their heartache, in their aggravation. In my case, in, in, in anger and frustration and all of these things. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord just as you are. He said He would in no wise cast you out. See, when we come to Him in honesty, He draws us closer to Him. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, I, 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 I see them. I see them by Your Spirit. I, I, I see some different individuals. And right now, um, Lord, let them come across this telecast or this recording, however it might be, each and every one of them, and let the anointing of truth be on each word that would show them how much You love them. Um, to that person that is sitting in that dark room right now. Physically, they can't move. But the enemy is doing all sorts of things to move them emotionally and to bring despair to their life. Lord, let them be able to see that it's your Word that will bring truth and freedom. It's your word that will reveal the will that you have for them and it'll do a work in their life. But not just them. Lord, for us here and for everyone else, uh, we ask that you just move and, 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 and touch and draw right now. And we're going to praise you. In just a moment of time, we're going to lift our voice and we're going to praise you and we're going we're to see things shake that we have prayed the prayer of faith in. We're going to see people's lives changed for your glory. And we're going to rejoice in that. Lord, help each person here right now by the Spirit. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just for a moment before we worship, would you find yourself an altar, either up here at the front or at your chair? Let's just go to the Lord and let's... Make sure there's not some situation he wants us to pray about, but then let's let him take us into the place of praise for the things that we've already prayed about, and let's let God be God. Amen? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.